Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I am Maria Retan, and it's wonderful to be with you today. I'm so glad you can make some time to join me for this episode. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern, and each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, the importance of consumer engagement. Now, that seems like a very heady term there, consumer engagement. For those of you, though, who are in the marketing discipline, you understand what it means to really engage consumers. And I mean meaningfully engage consumers. For companies seeking to break the mold and break through and capture more market awareness and drive excitement for their products and services, you might want to think about talking to your consumer. Now, that doesn't sound incredibly revolutionary, but believe it or not, it actually is very revolutionary for companies who are not going direct to consumers, and otherwise they're using very traditional tools like focus groups. Now, according to Forrester Research, only 14% of marketers are monitoring for input from forums and blogs and communities for insight into what's important to their exact target. Consumers are already talking about company products. I know that I'm online quite a lot. We see what they love and what they hate about companies, products, and services. I mean, there's online product reviews. There's YouTube. There's iVillage and social networks like Facebook where people are talking all the time. Well, as we know, many successful companies are going direct to consumers very early in the game and getting insight from them in the early stages of innovation. Now, one example I was reading about fairly recently was Lego. Now, the same Forrester's research company was talking about how Lego had helped a group of, had actually gone after a small group of consumers and asked them to co-develop a product. Now, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Mindstorms, but apparently 100 people participated in the Mindstorms developer program beta testing the new product. Now, Lego went a step further and kept them involved in the process, creating an online community for them. And those 100 people actually posted profiles and shared their own Mindstorm creations. Now, I think that that was pretty revolutionary at the time that Lego did that, and I know more and more companies are considering it. And imagine how many of those 100 people that were engaged that directly with co-developing a product actually told other people about the positive process. And if those people were women, I can guarantee you she told at least five other people, maybe even ten friends and family members. Now, what Lego did, for those of us in marketing know, is called consumer-driven innovation. There's also consumer-focused innovation, which keeps the customer front and center, and that's actually one step removed. It keeps the kind of the consumer hat, the customer hat on employees who may be asked to work with products as if they were consumers or regularly sharing feedback with consumers, but it's not quite the same as going direct to consumers. Now, many companies have created forums, just like Lego did, to get feedback 
Dell's Idea Storm site and Starbucks, my Starbucks Idea site are two of them specifically called out by foresters in the case study that I was reviewing the other day. Well, my point to all of this is engaging consumers regularly and bringing them along in the process is vital, and it is no longer something that you just might wish you could do. You really, really have to do it in order to be successful. Well, my guest today is an expert on this, and she's going to share how her company can help your company do exactly this. Now, normally in the program, those of you who regularly listen, you know that I typically take a deep dive into a very specific consumer target. It's called Purse Profile. Well, we're going to wait till the end of the show to do that because I want to get right to my guest, Aliza Freud, is founder and CEO of She Speaks, and it's a woman's insights and word-of-mouth marketing network. She Speaks helps companies spark women's interest, obtain candid feedback, just like I was talking about with Lego, and grow word-of-mouth awareness, building long-term brand advocates. And who doesn't want a lot of those? So we're going to take a quick break, and when I come back, we're going to be talking to Elisa Freud, founder and CEO of She Speaks. Stick around. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads, all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour. Adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Can you believe how long it takes to order food here? Uh, here we go. Excuse me. She's not even looking over here. Great service is hard to come by. Whether you're sitting at a bar, restaurant, or creating effective search advertising campaigns. Um, excuse me. I think we need to go somewhere else. It's easy to feel forgotten, especially when your advertising budget is on the line. LookSmart serves up to 400 million queries a day with a side of the best customer service in the online advertising industry. Hi, how are y'all doing today? What can I get you folks to eat? You were right. This place is so much better. LookSmart, premium and performance advertising solutions. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Or what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Strike point. Yahoo is going to turn index tools into a free service. I mean, from, a, from an Australian point of view, it makes a whole lot of sense for, for Yahoo to do that. It's totally awesome for a lot and lot of users. If it's not going to be a free thing, then obviously we, we should stop telling anyone it's going to be a free thing because obviously that's going to hit the sales pretty much straight away. Strike point. Live broadcast Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Rainmaker. 
Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, I'm so excited to have with me today Elisa Freud, founder and CEO of She Speak, which is a woman's insight and word of mouth marketing network. Elisa, welcome to Purse Strings. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be with you. Well, I'm thrilled to have you. You know, I, I had seen you speak at the Marketing to Women conference in Chicago back in May, um, and I talk about the conference quite often because I, I tended to go after guests who have appeared at the conference because everyone there has been so good. And it was actually during a breakout session that I saw you. The workshop was titled, I'm Not Really a Waitress, How OPI's Brand Culture Culture Built an Army of Brand Ambassadors. And I absolutely loved the topic. It totally hooked me. Um, Aliza, for those folks out there who know nothing about She Speaks, can you give us a little quick insight into into your business and really what it's all about? Sure. Well, we are, um, I think you mentioned earlier, we're a insights and word of mouth network. We're the leading insights and word of mouth network for women. Uh, And what we're doing for our women, um, who we serve our community of women, it's a place for those women to come. They sign up at at, uh, shespeaks.com. They tell us a lot about themselves, their interests, what products they might be interested in testing. Um, And it's a place for them to um, really connect with each other and then um, have an influence. And for our clients, what we do is we then take this vibrant community of women who have joined um, and really have this desire to influence and be heard, um, and we tap into that community um, for the purposes of research and insight uh, through our market research tools, and then also building advocacy and word of mouth. So that's those are kind of the two parts of what we do. We serve this very vibrant community of women and ever-growing um, community of women, um, and then what we will do for our clients or the brands that are targeting women, um, we just tap into this community for research insight and then and word of mouth and, and advocacy building. Well, and it sounds so easy, but I know it's so much more complex than that. And when you talk about advocacy and word of mouth, I think those are the two big ding, 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 dings that go off in marketers' heads because that's where the real gold is found in marketing is what your consumers are saying about your product. But really it comes back to that database of thousands, literally thousands of women. How many women do you currently have in your database, and how the heck do you stay on top of them? I mean, knowing just kind of how their opinions and desires and needs are changing. Yeah, well, we have uh, we now have over a hundred thousand women who are part wow. of our network, and it's been just growing very quickly, very organically. Um, we um, we made a very a decision early on that if we had to advertise to get women to join our network, it just wasn't going to work. You have to be somebody who really feels um, like this is something that you want to be a part of, and very um, very much as we expected, lots of women do want to be a part of it. So we've kind of grown very much um, as a proof of concept of what we what we serve up for. Our clients, um, so it's really grown via word of mouth. You know, one that old Fabergé commercial. If you remember the uh, organic uh, shampoo, the Fabergé organic shampoo, where you know Heather Locklear would uh, her head would split from one to six, telling six friends, and then that per- those six friends told six friends. It really has grown very much that way, which is really how word of mouth grows too. And what we what we're doing in terms of how we update and keep on top of um, those women's um, interests, um, we um, women actually come 
come back and they um, they complete profiling information. They update it on their own. They have the ability to update it um, whenever they come back to our um, to our site and log into their profile information. But then, in addition, we actually have something called Living Profile, which re- which means that every time uh, one of our members completes a program and they're part of a program, and let's say we're testing a snack food, and we might ask them about their shopping habits, buying organic products, we will flag questions that we feel are important to know um, about that woman over time, and we'll add that to her profile. So the profile grows um, as well um, as um, from the women updating it, really just from um, their participation. We just get smarter and smarter about what these women care about and, um, and then how to best serve them. So it really is a living, breathing database, which yes. is fairly unusual, I would think, in the world of kind of research. But when you go back and you tap these women, I would imagine that you only tap them maybe once or twice a year and based on their, their interest. Am I right, or do you tap them more often? Well, what we try to do is our goal is to give our members an opportunity to participate in four programs a year. Because our programs run for about um, 12 weeks um, when we're running um, advocacy and word-of-mouth programs, um, even some of our research programs run a little bit longer um, than you know a traditional um, two-plus weeks, what we're really trying to do is make sure that our members always feel like they have a chance to be a part of what we're doing. Now, that doesn't mean that um, every woman wants to be a part part of um, four, four programs a year, but our goal is to serve the members, our women members, with an opportunity to participate four times a year. Okay, and four times, that's not a lot, you know, and to your point, it can run 12 weeks, but still, especially if it's something of interest to them, I would imagine that they, they readily raise their arms and say, yeah, yeah, sign Absolutely. me up. Now, I know Absolutely. you had great success with OPI. That's what really got my attention, the I'm not really a waitress case study. Can you <laughs> right. talk a little bit about OPI and the success that you, you saw there? Because I really think it, it really epitomizes what you're capable of at She Speaks. Yeah, well, um, well, just for those who don't know, OPI. OPI is the number one nail lacquer brand um, in the U.S. They um, have really built a cult following, an amazing brand with really quirky names to their products. Like one of them is called "I'm Not Really a Waitress," which is one of uh, one of their one of the lovely colors um, that um, that OPI offers up to to women. And you know what we did for OPI was they OPI sells um, has traditionally sold directly. Two salons, the nail the manicure salons. However, they've built such a large brand that they realized we can start offering this up in um, locations like Target and Walmart nationally. So they signed a deal uh, or signed deals with uh, Target and Walmart to distribute um, uh, one of their product lines, one of their new product lines called Nick Sticks, um, which are basically paint. Um, it's like a paint-on nail polish that comes like it almost looks like a marker, and it's got um, a pump at the end of it, and you pump the paint into the into the top of the pe- uh, of the, of the Nick Stick, which is a brush, and you just brush it on your nails. And it's a terrific product for anybody who really has their nails polished, whether you're doing it on your own or you're going to a salon and you're looking for a touch-up between salon visits. It's really got a broad appeal. And what they came, the, what OPI was interested in doing was um, having uh, tapping into the She Speaks population of women who were interested in fashion, were in their target market, were fa- interested in testing cosmetic-type products, and they tapped into about uh, to 9,000 of our member uh, of our members and we sent the product out to 9000 these 9000 women 
Um, we also sent them coupons um, that they could use for themselves for additional Nick sticks or hand over to their friends. And the results were really, um, you know, phenomenal. The the uh, the number of conversations that were gender- generated were about eight hundred thousand conversations from these nine uh, these nine thousand women. Uh, one hundred twenty thousand units were sold, and that was on average about thirteen units per member. So for a company um, that's just launching a product, a new product, and trying to get people to go into the stores to um, to check it out, it really was a very nice outcome for for OPI, and they were um, really um, delighted with the results. Well, and the other thing I found fascinating too was the success rate of sales over an ad. Mm-hmm. You know, really, yeah. when you look at placing an ad. And, and how broad that reach is versus a very, very targeted approach, the results really cannot be compared, can they? No, and that's a great point. Um, what we did on this program was OPI uses other forms of advertising in their in their marketing mix. So they do advertisements in the national beauty magazines. They do um, they do uh, coupon inserts into uh, newspapers nationally. And what we ended up testing with this program was a um, a the very same coupon, obviously with a different promotional code, and it went into a national um, beauty magazine. And it also went into newspapers uh, as freestanding inserts uh, or coupons in uh, across the country. And you know, not surprisingly, uh, the the redemption rate was significantly higher. Um, for I think it was we the uh, she speaks re- uh, redemption rate on the coupons was about three hundred percent higher versus the magazine, the National Beauty magazine, and it was twelve hundred percent higher than the um, the freestanding inserts in the paper. And that really is a product, though, if you think. About about it, as you just described, it's highly targeted. We know who these women are, and it's opt-in permission-based marketing. So these women are saying, I will engage with your brand, which is so, if you think about other channels, it's uh, it's really a very different approach uh, from a marketing perspective. And we very much see this as a new channel that um, can be used as part of any marketer's um, 360 um, uh, plan and, and thinking about other, other channels they're going to use to push out messaging and uh, and products. Yeah, it's really dramatic, the differences, and, and obviously moved a lot of OPI for that company. Um, real quickly before we take a break, I love the fact that you worked with Oxygen around Tori and Dean's in love, everyone's guilty <laughs> pleasure, I think. Can you talk a little bit about the work that you did for, for Oxygen around that? Sure, sure. Um, well, uh, the the show the show that we were working on was Tori Spelling's um, reality show called Tori and Dean in Love. At the time, it was called Tori and Dean in Love. Now, I think it's called Tori and Dean in Hollywood. Um, yeah, they've now yeah. moved to Hollywood. They got rid of the inn and they've moved <laughs> to Hollywood. And um, and what we did for for Oxygen Oxygen was looking to really build viewership and attract new viewers um, for the program, and um, really get people to take a look at um, at the show. They felt that people, once they saw the program, would be very interested and hooked. And uh, so they just wanted to get it in front of people and have people opt in to watching it. So we went out um, and uh, targeted um, our members. And on that program, we 
also had thousands upon thousands of members who had the chance to watch the Shore Indian. It was the final episode. We had access to the final episode uh, commercial-free before it aired, and our members had the chance to watch it on a microsite that we built on uh, shespeaks.com, and uh, they were able to view it, and then they were able to send information to their friends for their friends to uh, get in, get uh, time and, and channel information uh, for them to take a look and watch the program as well. And again, they had... Um some really tremendous insights. Uh, not you know, not just the good word of mouth that they built, because really it, it very much was as they expected. Once these women had the chance to watch the show, they were hooked. It's um, it's a fun you know it's a fun show, and I think people um, really connected with some, with some of the characters. But in addition to that, um, the the producers of the show uh, actually took the research report that we we uh, delivered back as part of the program, and it became kind of like their second season. They were going into their second season. Season, their second season Bible. They um, they told our members that they got some tremendous insights about where they should take the the story and what um, what should really happen with um, with the program as they move forward. So I think um, the word of mouth was obviously a tremendous um, value for them. But um, in addition to that, they got some terrific insights. Absolutely, and that only made the product stronger. And obviously, viewers wanted to see them move to Hollywood. So there you go. <laughs> Um, When we come back, um, Elisa, I want to talk a little bit about what the big aha is for marketers. Um, You know, when your clients go with this approach, what's the big, oh, my gosh, I never knew it. So when we come back with Purse Strings, stick around for that answer in just a minute. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. With our lean and mean team, how can we manage our publishing needs and still have time to save the planet? No worries, 99. DMX is the premier ad exchange network. They publish ads that circle the globe every day. It's a mission possible. But you know our inventory needs maximum exposure. Would you believe DMX had 10 billion impressions just last month? Their real-time auction-based service gets us the top dollar for our ad space, while their superior service saves us the time we need to save the world. Oh, sorry about that, Chief. But we need creative control and our own third-party networks. And who will help manage our relationships? DMX has media guard. We can select our own advertising banning profile, so direct media exchange networks know which ad types we don't like. And we look great. And did I mention DMX is free? Looks like working undercover is a thing of the past. Get smart. Get DMX. Making every impression count. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998 and formerly known as Joe Bucks, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. SEO 101 is now in session. Every Wednesday and Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And I'm back with Aliza Freud, founder and CEO of She Speaks, and we've been talking about how you can engage the 
the woman, get her to try the product, really recommend, and not only that, provide insights into how to make that product even better. And, Aliza, I'm really curious, what has been the big aha that you find clients get from this approach? You know, I think that um, so much of our marketing budgets um, are, are spent towards figuring out how do we get the consumer interested. And I think that the big aha for a lot of the marketers we've been working with has been, wow, if we just approach them and say, we want to know what you think, we want to engage you in a conversation, it's amazing how much the consumer is willing to engage with them. You don't have to um, push so hard to get the consumer interested in, in engaging with you if you just kind of come to them honestly and um, and authentically. I think authentic- authenticity is the biggest um, the biggest trick to this and say, look, we, we want to know what you think. And, uh, and th- that consumer is, uh, is really interested in, in having a conversation and a dialogue. Uh, so I think the biggest aha has been, you know, the approach, if we approach them and just say we want to really have an have a ear and listen to what you have to say, um, it's amazing how much that will not only produce insight but build their advocacy and um, have that brand want to engage with you and buy your products. And do you think there are any pitfalls at all with this approach? I mean, is there anything you think companies should be aware of before they go direct to their consumer and say, tell me what you think? I think the biggest um, the biggest thing you have to be prepared to do is listen to what they have to say. And when you ask people for feedback and you say, I want to engage with you in a dialogue, you have to be um, willing to, sit, to let them know that you're actually listening to them. So to just say to them, we want to know what you think. Let's say you think about the traditional way we, we might do research in forms of focus groups or in other ways we ask consumers for feedback. We say it's so important for us to hear what you have to say, but then we never get back to them and say, here's, how, here's what we heard you say, no less what, how you might have influenced the product. So what we always um, encourage um, the clients that we're working with to do is say, look, if you're going to start this conversation, you need to be prepared to say, um, this is what we heard. You don't have to tell them that, hey, you, your input has changed this product and we're now going to package it differently. All you have to do is come back to them and say, you know, engage with them during the process and then say, hey, these are the, the, the most important things or the really terrific insights we had from this dialogue that we engaged with you in. And, you know, at the end of the day, women just want to be heard, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, mean, I think know. that everyone wants to feel like they're having a say and, and, and having an opportunity to feel special. Yeah, Lisa, thank you so much for being on today. Those of you who want to know more about She Speaks, just check out shespeaks.com. And, uh, again, love to have you back on the show next time you get a fabulous case study. Great. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, have a great day. And for those of you who want to stick around and listen to the Purse Profile today, it's the Target Trendsetter. Now, each and every week, those of you who listen regularly know that we take on a specific consumer segment, and our focus is the mom today. There's about 10 million of these women out there making more than 90000 a year. Median age is 40, and a lot of them are homemakers. Um, probably about a quarter of them stay home. They're hopeful and entrepreneurial. They put their family first, of course, wouldn't you, if you're a Target trendsetter. Uh, Constant shopper. They're always looking for bargains. They love to shop. They shop frequently, even in the down economy, but they're seeking out deals, not brands. Children influence heavily what they shop for, and their home is a priority. Now, when it comes to themselves, they do try to stay young. Um, They, you know, they're very important to looking at what they look like. They want to be attractive. They're into styles and fashions, but 
at the end of the day, they struggle with money management. Now, the brands that they're shopping for, they're at Land's Inn, Old Navy, Gap, Dress Barn, Nine West, and Kohl's. Um, the cosmetics that they use are MAC, Prescriptive, Lancome, and Maybelline. Designers are Hilfiger, Gloria Vanderbilt, and uh, Donna Curran. And shoes are Bongo and Skechers, just a little bit about the Target trendsetters. Now, if you're a marketer, how do you connect with this woman? Well, she's reading a lot of parent magazines, such as Family Fun, Parenting, Parents, along with women-focused publications like Real Simple, Red Book, and First for Women. And because she's into her home, she's also looking at traditional home and house beautiful. Now, we know these moms are online a lot and you're going to be hearing um, more and more and more about how often moms are online. In fact, they're checking out sites that their kids actually watch, like Disney, or they're on iVillage, social networking sites, or she's getting her news from CBS.com and MSNBC. She's even getting information from Ask.com, Yellow Pages, and CoolSavings.com. And as far as cable, again, home and family channels are huge. Nick, a, um, ABC Family, HGTV, Disney, E! Life Time and Food Network, and of course, she loves her extreme home makeover, Grey's Anatomy, and Desperate Housewives, just like the rest of us. So that's your um, purse profile for the day. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks to George, my producer, for another great show. And you're going to want to check out next week's purse strings. I'm going to be joined by Lisa Johnson, a marketing expert and author. Many of you may have actually read her book that she co-authored with Andrea Lerner called Don't Think Pink. And she's been unveiling some new research she conducted with Lisa Finn and Meredith Corporation called Gamma Women. Um, It's called Gamma Factor Women and the New Social Currency. Now, Lisa was on a few weeks ago, but her information was so fantastic, I've asked her to come back and give us a closer snapshot of five specific Gamma segments. So, we're going to delve a little bit deeper into Gamma Women. That's next Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, I appreciate you joining me today. Make it a great one.